you need to have high intelligence to leave a mark on history. Sounds true, doesn't it? Albert Einstein had an estimated IQ of 160. Isaac Newton's IQ was even higher, 190. Mark Zuckerberg has an IQ of 152. Geniuses rule the world. But could a genius simply vanish from historical memory? Just imagine meeting a person whose IQ is between 250 and 300. Impossible, right? Everyone would know about him. But it's not how this story goes. Let's start from the beginning. New York City, 1898. Boris and Sarah Sidus had a boy named William James Sidus. He was destined to be a bright child. William's father was an exemplary psychologist, and his mother had an MD. He won the genetic lottery. But William's brilliance appeared to be beyond all expectations. Imagine you've met a married couple. They're intelligent and absolutely lovely. And after a short chit-chat, you're invited to their home. They have a child, a little boy, they said. Great, let's meet him. You're good with kids. But what you see is an 18-month-old child reading the New York Times by himself. Bam! A jaw-dropper of a moment. By the age of eight, William self-learned eight different languages. He could fluently speak Latin, Greek, French, Russian, German, Hebrew, Turkish, and Armenian. Do you think it could be enough for him? He even invented his own language called Vendergood and wrote a book about it. Quen Diseo Nar, Euni Diseo Vendergood. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. My vendor good's a little rough. Which means, what did you learn? I am learning vendor good. And what did you do at the age of eight? William's parents supported their son's yearning for education. When William was nine, his father even tried to enroll him in Harvard. The university board refused. But eventually, two years later, William James Sidus became the youngest Harvard student admitted in 1909. Only a year passed and William himself started to lecture his mathematics professors. They called him a child prodigy, and he certainly earned this title. William got his Bachelor of Arts degree at the age of 16, and everybody expected him to move forward to the brightest future. But they didn't bother looking behind the ideal image. In reality, William was exhausted from his life and hated it. He sought neither money nor recognition and craved only one thing, living a simple, secluded life. He even claimed never to have a wife. Not because of some high moral principles, he just wasn't attracted to women at all. The public was shocked to hear such statements from a young prodigy who just graduated from one of the most prestigious universities in the world. People around saw William as a role model and many wanted to recreate his success. At that time, almost every family in America dreamed of raising a brilliant child. And William's father wasn't an exception. He used his own psychological methods on his son, hoping for the best for William. But a dream became an obsession and helped turn into pressure. As a child, William loved learning 
but this led to unwanted attention and constant pushing from his family as he grew up, and it eventually broke him. As he matured, he came to blame his father for it. Though many years had passed, William still was so angry at his father, he didn't even attend his funeral in 1923. That's how a race to success ruins family relationships. All William wanted was peace, but even a dream life was tough. William tried, by all means, to stay faceless and unnoticed. Getting a simple clerical job? Sure. Be paid $23 a week? He was on it. But even when he moved or changed jobs, someone recognized him, and rumors spread everywhere. Before, people would admire and praise him. But now, newspapers published articles about his poorly paid jobs and miserable life. And the public mocked him. But what they didn't know over those years was that he wrote many valuable books, under different pseudonyms. So if you ever find a book, The Tribes in the States, written by John W. Shattuck, just know that's William Sidus's work. Life kicked William over and over again, and he could have given up and just stayed in bed all day, curled up and weeping. But that's not who William Sidus was. He found fulfillment as a political activist. William was a socialist and spoke out against World War I. In 1919, he participated in a socialist May Day parade in Boston. It started as a peaceful protest, but turned into a violent confrontation. William was arrested and sentenced to 18 months in prison. His parents got him out eventually, but there was no happy family reunion. Instead, William was sent to a sanatorium for two years. William Sidus' life was tragic and terribly lonely. He was never attached to anyone and did petty jobs just to pay the bills. He died a forgotten nobody at the age of 46 from a cerebral hemorrhage. Tragically, the same cause as his father's passing as well. Even in death, William couldn't escape his father's shadow. Brilliance isn't always an inspiration, but a burden that can ruin lives. Everyone deserves to live the life they want in harmony with their true spirit. I just hope that William Sidus experienced some small piece of that.